We're in the same place. We're acceptably social distance podcasting. Yay! Hopefully there's not too much echo off my mic from you just screaming across the table about that. We spent medium dollars on these microphones, so I expect... Yeah, no, I think the problem with my mic is that it's too good yeah. for the likes of us. Yeah. Um, Same problem with my penis. <laughs> I know I'm giving you a look which doesn't <laughs> translate to the podcast, but I don't know how else to respond to that. I, I feel like our listeners understood that you, silence. <laughs> Certainly if you've ever met me, you know the look. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it is It is so good to be in a similar place. It's so nice to not have a screen even though I still have a screen in front of me because I'm recording. but uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm barely looking at it. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice to be able to have a face-to-face conversation. Um, this is yeah. very exciting. This is the... Uh, I, I mean, you've got, like, you get to have some social interaction with work, and, you know, I've had I've been around. I mean, the, the social interaction I have with work sucks ass, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I just apologize and show people how to use an app. Yeah. That's my job now, Leo. Yeah, that sucks. <clears throat> yeah. That sucks. Uh, well, do you want to talk about what happened last time? Oh, it was one... Did you just remember the thing? Did you just put together two and two from the thing that I texted you the, the other day? I'm still in the process of putting <laughs> get together two and two. <laughs> I have come to I have come to the conclusion that it is more than three. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, we got into a text conversation uh, that ended up being about a hipster thing, uh, and I said, "Oh goddamn it, this is just another thing that Okana would do," and Jack said, "Who?" Oh shit, that's right. (laughs) God damn! I didn't. That, wow, that re, that episode did not stay with me at all. No, it just went through you like a blimpy. Wow, yeah, it was the like <sighs> Malcolm Reynolds Jack Sparrow hybrid. Yeah. Um, even though he existed more than a decade before either of those characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Somehow the synthesis came before the thesis and the antithesis. Um, yep. Yeah. And uh, he was, he was fine. Fine, yeah. He was fine. I mean, he was fun. Yeah. Like compared to like how ponderous some of the episodes are, that one was at least like whimsical. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and as much as we made fun of the 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 whole B plot about Data trying to be a stand up comedian, um, I thought that they did a pretty decent job with that part. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, I mean, we had a whole conversation that was a lost recording about like what is the like actual essence of stand-up comedy, and it's uh, incredibly hard to pin down. Yeah, so hard that it broke my computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, do you have a alternate form of entertainment that you want to recommend this week? Um. Uh... Well, I bought a drum machine, but I think that's just for me. 
<laughs> you heard it here, folks. I don't know if I'd recommend that for literally everyone. <laughs> Spend several hundred dollars on it a was digital synthesizer. It was $130. Okay. <laughs> I bought a very cheap, like, baby's first synthesizer drum machine. I mean, if we're going to do that, then I'm just going to recommend people go and buy guns. Guns, guns and synthesizers. <laughs> Uh, although I guess I, I might as well talk about how the universe uh, conspired to teach me a lesson yeah. on my most, re- my, my most recent purchase. Um, so my fiance and I are getting ready to uh, move in together and obviously get married. And so that involves, among other things, uh, sharing finances with each other. And uh, as a couple should, we had discussed, uh, you know, talking to each other before making uh, big purchases. Yeah. Purchases of more than hundred dollars or yeah. whatever yeah, yeah. hundred two hundred dollars like sure. it's right. you know something that you should run by your your partner and i didn't do that because right. uh a gun that i wanted went on sale so i just ran out and bought it um and it turns out there was a problem with it so i had to immediately go back to the store and send it off to the factory for repair it sounds to me <laughs> if i may propose an alternative theory uh-huh that the universe is trying to teach you a lesson for getting a fiance. No. And not remaining a boy forever and just spending money re- just recklessly. <laughs> that doesn't. I don't think that tracks. Okay, well, I'm literally have an Amazon page pulled up right now looking at another synthesizer <laughs> that can daisy chain to my drum machine <laughs> to make better beats, Leo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the I beats know. Beats need to be fresher. They need to slap. They obviously. <laughs> important that they slap i get it i mean i i I don't know i this this is a very strange new hobby but has really grabbed me by the balls Mm -hmm. and from the moment i got and it is like so like korg makes this series called volca which is like very like they're like small not they don't have a ton of functions but they're really easy to use and like pretty easy to figure out if you've never like fucked with synthesizers before Uh uh-huh and they kind of over-deliver on, like, the sound quality for the price. And you can kind of daisy-chain them together. Like, the idea is you buy three of them and then a mixer and make your own, like, fully functional synthesizer eventually. Okay. And, uh, yeah, from the moment I started playing with the drum machine one, I was like, oh, oh, this is so much better than doing it on the computer. Like, turning a knob with my hand. Right. This is this is this is this is the thing yeah no i mean it seems like it you've just sent me a couple of of videos and i've uh in the most basic fashion fucked around in garage band with like you know taking and trying to uh you know cloning something on like every uh, you know every 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 quarter note or you know every uh whatever yeah um and and uh, mapping out a drum beat and stuff and And that sucks it's just it i mean i can i can it's literally maybe a hundred times faster to do it on a manual sequencer yeah that sounds about right (laughs) yeah it's it's very fun so Um, uh well maybe maybe by the time uh listeners are listening to this episode but if not uh at some point in the the very near future uh listeners you can look forward to a a dope new in some dope new intro beats by jack i just don't know if this because like the the theme song i've been working on is very much more just like a ambient droney synth thing which i can also do with the drum machine a little bit if i if i break it yeah um not permanently but you know i use it at not as intended um 
I don't know if the intro to this podcast really warrants beats. I, I mean, I feel like this show's pretty fresh. <laughs> I feel like we slap. Listeners, tweet at us to let us know if we slap or not. At who is Jack Gunn, at We Like Neil, or at Ship Facts. Put out a Twitter, make yourself a note, put out a Twitter poll. Does our show slap? Oh, I think I lost the password for the Twitter oh. thing, by the way. So hopefully you've been checking it, because I sure as shit haven't. Yeah, yeah, I've looked. There's nothing new. Uh, but yeah, you were supposed to put out a Twitter poll about uh, the last episode, to go out with the last episode, so hopefully you did that by the time this... Ah, fuck, I just got lost in the time displacement. Is that by the time this one airs? Well, no, by the time... By the time... But you're, you need, by the time you, that one airs. At the time of recording, The Outrageous Okona... At the Okona, time that one airs. The, the Outrageous Okona has not yet aired so now today in reality where you and i physically are in the world uh outrage sokota has not aired but in the ear world of the listeners who can oh uh, yes the voice ear right, world yes the ear world which is a gross and yeah ew i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna have to listen to that episode to remember what i was supposed to put a twitter poll out for it so. was a poll about whether it's <laughs> i remember it there's a poll about whether uh okana just uh banged the wife of the uh the couple oh the yeah the, mark and emily yeah whether he yeah. just banged emily or whether they had a three-way that saved their marriage that's right um which i still maintain that he just banged emily i, I and i still disagree okay so it's the yin and yang of this podcast. Get get at us and, on and in essence. Get at us on twitter.com. Um all right. Uh, how's quarantine how's plague life um for you? You know the the timing of this first uh wave of plague is kind of not too bad because I I was thinking it's one of the things that I was thinking about because there's definitely going to be a second outbreak in the fall. Um, there is no way that the fucking idiots in charge are going to do any of the right things. Uh, this fall is going to be the worst part of the worst year ever, not to infringe on that podcast. Yeah, no, this, right. this, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, the holidays are going to suck fucking balls this year. The election... Yeah. Is going to be awful. I mean, it's going to be misery from, like, basically Labor Day till question mark. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be rough. And, and in that case, during the second outbreak and during whatever fucking shit show of political and social instability goes along with uh, the actual election... Um, it also won't be nice out. Right. Like, at least now... You won't we, have anything. Yeah. <laughs> at least now I'm like, well, you know, my I, I, I don't know when I'm going to be able to go back to normal with work. But, you know, we're kind of adapting, doing more virtual st- stuff right. and, and everything. And, and in I'll the say meantime, your, back, your backyard looks lovely. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, I, I got... Uh, 
I got a new cherry tree in, but the nectarine tree is, is basically dead. I think I'm I think I'm gonna give up on on that guy. He's looking pretty yeah, he's looking a little pretty rough. Got the little the uh, peach leaf curl there. It's kind of a modern and, art tree at this point. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I think that one's gonna come down. Um, but yeah, the garden's coming along. I got a bunch of tomato plants and potatoes and uh, some herbs that survived the winter. I've got sage and thyme over there that survived through the winter uh, but uh yeah i gotta i gotta do much more planting and yeah it's nice to have uh have the outdoor space to to be able to enjoy yeah because yeah when this comes back in the winter yeah 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 i mean um for me like i think i was on like a very like like slow down slope into depression like slow enough that i didn't really realize it um until i was talking with friend of the show uh shelby while we were doing our weekly wine tasting and she had said something like she was describing some ridiculous bullshit she was doing and she's like yeah it's probably the sign of like falling into a deep depression and i was like oh yeah this is oh. like bullshit yeah um and then it, like it was it was very much that like uh uh parks and rec ben wyatt thing where he's like would a depressed <laughs> person make this <laughs> yeah and it was like oh take inventory of like the what you've actually because i like it i'm like oh i don't feel sad but then it's like well, okay what have you been doing for the last two weeks it's like depressed guy shit well fuck yeah <laughs> yeah and i've definitely yeah i've i've, I've definitely spent too much time uh binge i'm almost done with new girl at this point I'm oh yeah like, i binged f- six seasons of justified yeah. since two weeks ago <laughs> yeah it's not great not good man i did finish i'm very excited about i don't know when i'll when when when, when we will record it but uh the uh my write-up for the chile episode on uh on the wine podcast yeah i'm looking forward to doing that one um yeah i think that's that's gonna be fun and uh i'm trying to decide on what the next episode is gonna be uh and i'm thinking about argentina <coughs> like i don't want to turn it into just like a leftist radical everything that happened in the 20th century was capitalism destroying the lives of millions of people podcast but are there other things that happened in the 20th century that i'm not aware of like well and that's specifically especially especially since you rep wines from the southern hemisphere right yeah with the <laughs> exception like australia and new zealand are, yeah, are australia and new zealand this. are part of the empire um, but like but uh but yeah south africa and at one well, south africa is is different because you know they have like their own government's uh fuckery but it's yeah. still like you know fucked up government bullshit that uh that 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 directly affected the the wine industry but uh yeah obviously doing the research into what happened in chile leading up to pinochet had some connections to things that eventually happened in argentina obviously because uh, it's just a couple of years uh later but i don't know i might pick up I, I was kind of scanning through different books on argentine history and i might pick up just like a complete like a thorough you know back to early colonial days uh history book and see if there's any other stories from pre-20th century that look interesting for like argentina or yeah yeah just for for yeah 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 Yeah, i guess i get because i guess you gotta like 
sort of centered around the stuff you actually do for work, so... Sort of. Because I was like, there's got to be, like, some fun, dumb bullshit in Italy or something, but... Yeah, and I mean, the uh, the French episode, the, the Chateauneuf de Pop episode, like, that story is so uniquely connected to wine specifically. Right. Like, I'm not going to find other you're stories. No, you're not going to find... Well, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. That's... I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. Because I've been getting into some... We've been drinking some really weird Italian wine lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously I don't have to focus on... Uh, I can you know do wines from anywhere in the world. I don't have to do ones that are in my, my import portfolio. Um, I just am also curious about those areas. Yeah. Um, it's like, especially with Chile, you, get, you look at Chile and you're like, Fuck, that place has every possible microclimate. Yeah. Uh, and they don't have any phylloxera. Yeah, and it's like, completely geographically isolated. Like, yeah, there's, there's, there's so much for upside. something this part of a continent is basically as geographically isolated as you can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's so much upside to the country as a wine-growing region because there's so much diversity of, uh, of microclimates. Why the hell is it still, like, not really thought of as one of the kind of premier you know, prestige wine regions. Like why is it so yeah. often people are like, Oh, you know, they'll like buy cheap wine in Chile, but they don't really think about it for, for like higher end wines and stuff. Well, and there's not that much coming out of there. There's a pretty decent amount yeah. of, of I mean, the, 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 the reason I've always read was that like, you know, I mean like Pinochet, like eventually they went kind of back to like a liberal democracy, but it was still like, you know, a few companies had control of everything yeah. and, and everything was very much commoditized. Um, not that wine isn't a commodity no matter what, but like, like just extremely commoditized to the point where like the people that owned the vineyards and the people that were making the wine were just basically churning it out. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, like, cause the, the, the characteristic Listeners, this is gonna. This is a preview of what, <laughs> what Leo's actual wine podcast is gonna sound like. I mean, I wasn't actually. I, well, I wasn't actually planning on, on talking about that because the short version is that because there was a wine industry and uh, in in Chile um, d- during and prior to the Allende administration and prior to uh, to Pinochet taking power, and. The wine industry was never, never seems to have been one that was like high on the list of, uh, to be, uh, to be socialized. Right. Uh, so, you know, everybody was pretty much. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think any socialist country has ever been like, we got to seize the wine, the means of wine production. Yeah. No, Chile, Um, it was like the big, the, the two big ones were telecommunications, phone companies, um, and, uh, and copper mines. Right. And, um, but yeah, you're right. So under the pinochet regime it just there wasn't any you know fine wine production plus there was a shitload of problematic stuff about the pinochet government and right. uh and so yeah wine and the wine uh scene just didn't really um develop so to you and i um yeah this is really just shit that we should just cover on the other podcast yeah no but talk about star I guess, trek well, are we the- here to <laughs> Listeners, if you want to listen to uh, me and uh, various guests, including Jack, talk about wine and history of uh, various places, including Chile and probably Argentina at some point, check out uh, Liquid History is the name of the other show. Yeah. But let's uh, talk about Star Trek. Okay. Did you come up with any any additional guesses about the 
the content of this episode we're about to watch. Did you tell me the name of it yet? Yep. Do you want to tell it to me again? <laughs> it is called <laughs> Loud as a Whisper. All of these sound like Doctor Who episodes lately. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> like, that should be, yeah, this should be a... That's uh, a fucking... A, an angel. Yeah, uh, an angel. Like, the only the only actual scary villain from Doctor Who. Yeah, those things are fucking terrifying. Yeah. Weeping Angel, that's the word. I Weeping can think angel. of the adjective. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is... Uh, it's about a deaf guy. That's insensitive. It, I'm pretty sure they cast an actual deaf actor to play the... Huh. That's that's woke. I think. I guess I didn't really look into that. He definitely doesn't talk the whole time. That is the entirety of what I'm basing my guessing. Well... Less woke now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to bring a notebook over here, so... Oh, you're just going to have to use your arm. Here we go! <laughs> Think. Well, now I'm off mute, so let me tell you. Now we're back again. <laughs> um, I thought it sucked ass. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck! It was awful. <laughs> I actually think this one's pretty good. All right. Well, let's let's get into it then. Um, but I will say that as much as I think it's a pretty good episode, uh. The writing is fucking garbage, and so I will say. It's, and the acting, and the and. Oh, I mean, I think that the, um, like the acting from uh, the guest who that actor's name is Howie, by the way, which I just can't. Adult man, you can't go. You can't by go Howie by Howie anymore, man. Nope. Unless you're Howie Mandel, and even him, I'm like. You're pushing your luck, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Howard, Shots fired, man. Howie. Howard, <laughs> Howard Mandel, and Howard, the de- deaf actor from this show. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I so I thought the premise was interesting, and in the hands of more competent writers, it would have been uh, it would have been really good. Sure, I'll give you that. That's pretty much. That's pretty much it. And yeah, I mean, I so do, that's the only reason you like the episode is because you're like, this could have been a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> When you, when you put it that way. <laughs> All right. Well, I've definitively won already. So see you next week, listeners. <laughs> I'm still giving it a watch. I don't care what you say. But I do. Oh, I'm, to- I'm I'm going to give it a watch for but for different reasons, <laughs> which we're going to get into. <laughs> so, our guest character is apparently the most famous negotiator mediator in the galaxy. It's Riva. The most famous mediator in the galaxy. And yet somehow, (laughs) the crew that is going to pick him up does not know that he... The the, the main thing that you would know about him. The crew who are... What what, uh, organization are they part of? Starfleet. Starfleet, and that's part of the... Federation, Federation of and the planets. Federation was involved in a negotiation with the Klingon with the Empire. Klingons that was or mediated whatever. by Reva. fucking Riva. And no one knows that he's deaf. The most noteworthy thing. The most noteworthy thing. The guy has a slave chorus that follows him around. Yeah, we kind of need to get into this class structure from his planet. It's bad. Well, listeners, you know I don't usually like to talk about class politics. Yeah, we don't. 
Um, that's that's not a thing that I am noted for. But yeah, it but is if even this time I'm gonna make an exception. It's even he's even referred to because they said they said something about like the gene for hearing doesn't exist in the in the royal line of the, this planet. Yeah, the ruling line. Uh, uh, Those are slaves. Slaves. Yeah. But he cares about them. Uh, this the side of history you want to be on right nope, now? Nope. <laughs> nope. That is. I was just highlighting you be a good how, massa? how the how the eighties tried to make it okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely how the show views it. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, they do have an interpersonal connection and fucking blah blah blah, whatever. But yeah, we are definitely We're in slave territory. Yeah, we are dealing with a ruling class slave class situation. Yeah. And it's not great. You don't love to see it. No, you do not. Um, the other thing that I think is so weird about the premise that he is this, you know, incredibly renowned mediator is why is he going to this planet to solve this problem? <laughs> yeah, this seems like below, seems like below his pay grade. Yeah, this is, these are like space hillbillies. <laughs> yeah. They like, are, this is, this is. They are some space Frenchmen who have been through some shit. I mean, I was going to, I probably just because I just got done benching Justified, but I was going to say this is like one holler fighting another holler. Like, yeah, I mean, it like basically this is the is. level that they're at. And it's like, why is he going to this one? Like, yeah. I mean, we've, we've already established that he was the one who negotiated the peace between the Klingons and, uh, and yeah. the Federation. And now he's. He just he's he, working on a you know working what? out a turf beef. He's in it for the love of negotiating. Mm-hmm. Except as we'll establish later, he is not at all. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, no. He is in it for the love of being known as the best negotiator. Yeah, that's all. This yeah, guy he is cares about. detestable. Yeah, he sucks. He's awful, and also. Uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but like. So he can't talk, but he has a he has a slave chorus, which are three people, and they all they all um, represent different parts of his personality. Sure. And one of them is the horny guy, which obviously is the one he uses to talk to Troy. Yeah. None of them is a sense of humor because he has none because no. he takes himself so goddamn seriously. Uh huh. How did you like this episode? Um, I mean, I I liked it in that I'm gonna say that people should watch it. Because. I'm going to say people should watch it because there is no way to have somebody deliver, I'm not even going to say seductive, but like mildly flirtatious dialogue behind you while making intense eye contact with somebody <laughs> and walking towards them <laughs> silently with your mouth closed. Yeah. yeah without great. looking like... An extremely serious and unfunny crime is about to fucking happen. <laughs> Try it sometime if you don't believe me. He generally looks like he's going to murder whoever he's talking whoever to. Whoever he's and it doesn't help that he's he's goes to the same barber as the Muppets do. Yeah. Um but yeah, like he <laughs> uh, they're going for like he's an extremely empathetic individual that gazes into your eyes and sees your soul yeah and it it 
which <laughs> extremely hard acting job to do. Absolutely, absolutely. But he whiffs it one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> There's not a single scene where you're like, "Oh, he's he's doing it." Every scene you're like, "That is a cult leader slash methamphetamine dealer." I think he. Uh, he was much he seemed much more real his performance seemed much more um kind of natural and less uh crazy and weird once the spoilers once the chorus got murdered uh because then i think you know it's the actor then he had to actually act yeah Yeah. he's much more in like in a natural scenario because i mean think about it like first of all i mean one of the things that that kept bugging me is he's deaf uh so it's and it's established that he can read lips so fine so he can, you know, understand what people are saying to him. But he doesn't actually, he can't hear what his chorus is saying because like good slaves, they stand behind him. Right. So, I don't know, it was just something that bugged me. Like, he doesn't actually know what they're say, how they're, I mean, they have like a telepathic connection. So, all right, I guess, but. Yeah, I guess. It was just, yeah, know. it just nagged at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um, but the whole exposition about like where what they all are and why the horny guy is the horny guy and blah blah blah, like again, I, I think with with better writing, that idea could have been uh, could have. Yeah, I mean, it just didn't need the fucking exposition. I think it honestly, I think it would have worked better as like a short story rather than a TV episode because again, the acting challenge is like beyond. Yeah, like there's just again, like try again. Listeners, try it. Take the <laughs> take the Star Trek sucks challenge. <laughs> Wait, what is the challenge exactly? Uh, go go to your crush. <laughs> have have your, your have have one of your friends. Three of your friends. Three of your friends stand behind you and uh, say lines that you've prepared for them while you walk towards them silently with your mouth closed making extremely hard eye contact and very occasional and and uh uh fucking irregular hand movements yeah like he's not fully (laughs) using sign language but he's also not not yeah to like try to put some nuance on it yeah and just see how that works out yeah it'll probably go good let us know on twitter.com yeah no the the original idea i had for the for the i forget what this episode is called uh, the loud as a whisper for the loud, loud as a whisper challenge is that, um, <laughs> <laughs> is that, uh, uh, like once everything is like, if everything is back to normal, like once, once like dating is acceptable again, I go on a first date with somebody, but mm-hmm. you come with me and you stand behind me and mm-hmm. you say what I'm thinking over my shoulder. And I just stare at her. Yeah, it's basically, and we just see how that goes. It's 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 the uh, much more insane version of Cyrano de Bergerac, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, since we've established that every episode takes place immediately after the preceding episode, that model that Picard is fucking with in his ready room. Has to be the model of the solar system. That's right. Where Okana and the two other planets and that whole thing happened. And what he's talking about is like how the irregular orbit of this one planet, which defies explanation and you right. can't understand it, but how it explains what happened in that solar system. So apparently, either the reason that Okana is 
the person that he is or the reason that these two planets have beef with each other has to do with or maybe it's why they only have lasers i don't know so i came up with a theory just now while you were talking good that's the that's the best way to have theories (laughs) i agree thank you (laughs) uh uh so Riker says, like, well, maybe you have, like, a mass calculation wrong on your modeling here. And uh-huh. I think that's true, that those planets are kept stable in their orbit by Okana's huge fucking balls. Yeah. Yeah, that all tracks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Because, like, whatever else you want to say about him, he had some... Gigantic yeah. balls. Yeah. And just dense, just dark Very matter dense. balls. Yes. Hashtag dark matter balls. Let's get that trending. Get that on <laughs> Twitter.com. Um, yeah. Okay, so going back to what you said about, like, why is Riva there? How do these people know about Riva? He's the most famous negotiator. They don't seem to have any technology above, like, loincloths and guns. You know what I have to say right now. Is it that he's the most famous negotiator? No, it's one word. The internet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Actually, honestly, this this time, probably. Probably the best. I mean, the best. Yeah, actually, best available. Answer. This is the best available answer. Yep. No. Yeah. God damn it! It's the fucking internet again. <laughs> um, There's a t-shirt for you. <laughs> God damn it! It's the fucking internet. Um, Revo walks into the bridge, and uh, it really seemed like Riker didn't like him, which. I don't know if that was in pur- if, like on purpose or not, or if that was just me reading into it. I think it, that was, but... I mean, for me, it was projection. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I'm, I'm like Riker. <laughs> I just like the idea that Riker is so attuned to like, you know, to, to, to Troy that he is already aware that this guy is going to try and hit that. And right. so as soon as the guy walks into the room, he's like, who do I fucking hate? Why do I hate you? Who are you? I hate you. Well, and also, I mean, sure like Riva has like a special attachment to Troy or whatever because they've lived similar lives or whatever and he can immediately sense that but like I'm sorry if the first thing you do is hit on somebody you're a pussy hound and nothing pisses off a pussy hound more than another pussy hound showing up I mean you're right but the other thing that this made me think of was I think it further adds uh, fuel to your argument that everybody on this ship is just fucking boring and that anybody who yeah, is at all right. different because so i'm like why is troy going for this guy he's gonna be here for two fucking days and he sucks he sucks <laughs> why does she care but he's a new person yep getting he's, some strange he's somebody is really who, all it comes down to somebody who does not live in the same tin can as me so fucking yeah fuck that explains so fire it up man i can't believe i forgot that theory that i came up with because it explains so much yeah like not just in this episode but in a lot of them yeah yeah Yeah, i can't remember if you've mentioned this before i know you talked about it on uh the okana episode i can't remember if you talked about it before that but uh yeah that i think that is very much uh supported yeah just any interesting person is like just a complete disruption to their lives yeah doesn't have to be good interesting (laughs) nope just just interesting at all you're different (laughs) yep 
You're not the same. Oh, you say you torture cats. (laughs) Tell me more about that over dinner, perhaps. Oh, you're not (laughs) able to communicate anything on your own, and you have these slaves who do all of your communicating for you. Fascinating. Tell me more. Well, your example was more apt to the episode we just watched. (laughs) Uh... Um, I will say, okay, so there's this kind of after-school uh, special element in that uh, that interchange between Reva and uh, and Jordy, um, where Reva's like, yeah, you know, your difference makes you special or whatever. You understand that the difference is about you make you special, and he's like, I feel the same way, and it's like, who wrote this? <laughs> I thought as heavy-handed after school specially themes go it was not that bad i'm just proud of whatever fourth grader won a ride a star trek scene contest (laughs) good job timmy (laughs) um yeah oh so we bring up this is another another theme that repeats from the last episode where the last one the people on the ship were very contemptuous of lasers yeah they have lasers again and they're just like fucking lasers oh, and then they shoot laser the, people like, but they shoot his his slaves with a laser and it fucks their shit right up it does the exact same thing that a phaser does because we've but, like, seen more gruesome no I mean, it, it looked almost exactly like what happened at the end of the of the last season when they shot the guy with the... yeah well i mean i guess like the phaser will like wing someone and burn them with if the yeah, requires yeah. or one shot from a laser which is apparently a much worse weapon will just turn three people into atoms yeah like <laughs> i don't know yeah it's inconsistent not this um. show <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was kind of bummed out the computer really didn't get to even have a chance at murdering anybody this episode. <laughs> I feel bad. Computer must be frustrated. Well, it tried to fuck up our podcast. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> you want to talk about you brought the computer into our podcasting area? <laughs> it was just another it was just another echo uh, another echo uh, thing. But I, I mean, what's funny about it is that Amazon, knowing that many of the early adopters of their uh, devices would be nerds who like Star Trek, made the choice to because there's only three wake words. You have the choice of three wake words. You can call it Echo, Alexa, or computer. Um, but yeah, as has happened, more and than yet a did not times, see the immediately obvious consequence of watching star trek in a room with the fucking i mean the one in the living room where i normally watch tv is set to wake to alexa and not computer for this exact reason i just don't usually watch tv in the garage i hate this cia ass voluntary (laughs) surveillance system you put into your fucking house but it plays willie nelson for me whenever i want so does like a lot of things (laughs) Uh, There's so not we, like a Willie Nelson shortage. We get down <laughs> to the planet, and yeah, these these French people are in bad shape. Yeah, things are things have been going poorly in the hollers of this planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is it is not going well, and yeah, they kill the chorus. Um, yeah, that was about the point where I was like, this he 
this this is below his fucking pay grade. Um, fucking Pulaski shows up just to remind us how useless she is. Fuck Dr. Pulaski. Yep. God, she sucks. So there's a weird scene with her and Jordy later. Yeah. If you want to get into that now, or I don't, we, it we, doesn't. It's basically the only B plot that there is on this episode. Because it doesn't. It doesn't really. I mean, like this episode, I guess, is the disability episode. Yeah. Um, which is the only reason this scene is in there because it doesn't connect to fucking anything. It's just her being like, "Well, I could probably like." Right, it, I can I can make your eyeballs do most of what your visor does, and he's like, "Yeah, well, my visor looks cool as shit." Right, and the the problem with it is the 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 problem. I think, I think that the person writing this scene is trying to convey that that any kind of any form of blindness, anything nor anything other than just having neat eyeballs, is a disability and disabilities are inherently undesirable and but it just doesn't I, well it it's doesn't it's no it's it's, like, it's like that's that's the dominant paradigm and then like this then they're trying to subvert it by saying like like just like in the in that stupid fucking scene where he's like our differences are what makes us strong or whatever yeah. the fuck um like it's it's sort of meant to refute that but it doesn't do it in the way that we've said is so obvious so many times. And again, this podcast is sponsored by Visor. Yeah. Go <laughs> Visor. to Visor.com. V-Y-Z-R.com. Enter promo, promo code. code Star Trek sucks <laughs> to save 20% off on being able to see way fucking better than <laughs> anyone's ever fucking seen ever. And it did circle back <laughs> to the problem. The only only downside uh with Jordy's visor is that it apparently gives him headaches um which doesn't come up that often so apparently they're not that bad no did, did they know. even say the headache thing on this one i don't yeah. remember that yeah, okay yeah she yeah she yeah. she because she yeah she did bring that up because that was one of the first things i was thinking about because she they get into this conversation and i immediately remember the last time you and i talked about this right. where it's like no it is superior vision in every fucking way yeah why would you not fucking get a visor? Yeah. Get a fucking visor. But yeah, so it causes headaches. Visor. And then she get doesn't. Get a visor. <laughs> Do you have a visor? Get one. Get one. You're, you're probably going to get headaches anyway. <laughs> it's 2020. You're going to have headaches. <laughs> B-Y-Z-R dot com forward slash sucks. Um, that's not real, by the way, in case anybody thinks that it... I don't... Anyway. Let um, me actually check that real quick. <laughs> inadvertently pushing web traffic to some website we don't know anything about. <laughs> Man, it's Ukrainian nationalists. Uh-oh. Uh, just kidding <laughs> anyway it's uh something called vyzr collaboration made easy and they have visor.salesman visor.docs and visor.hseq okay don't go to that website <laughs> oh man it's gonna I be really check that a while ago it's gonna be really confusing <laughs> when we start having real websites to promote or something 
Yeah, uh, any day now. Yep, any day now. We're going to monetize this bitch. Um, I lost track of what... Oh, yeah, it, was a bit, it just doesn't... It doesn't follow the logical path of the way that this conversation could, should go. Because the, the only considerations here are, you know, the upsides and downsides. Upside is obviously infinitely better vision in every important uh, measurable way. Right. Downside is it is hurts. headache. And yeah. theoretically downside is like you're less human or whatever, but fuck that. Well, speaking of someone that has to wear something annoying on his face all the time, yeah. it is annoying. You get used to it. But there are moments where you're like, I wish I didn't have to fucking deal with this. Yeah. Um, like, you wake up in the middle of the night and have to pee, and you're like, eh, I should probably find my glasses just to make sure this goes as according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Don't stub a toe. Yeah, or get pee or... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just do that by uh, echolocation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Batman. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sonar. Man, it's been a while since we talked about lingual location on this show. <laughs> That's how you're finding the toilet. No, no, uh, 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 nope, nope, nope. That's why you brought it up. <laughs> nope, too That's gro- why you brought it up. <laughs> I'm too grossed out even to pretend on this bit. Nope, let's well, just gross myself out. Don't like it. You brought Do it up for some like reason it. when we talked about the toilet. <laughs> you want to talk about the good job data? I'll let you take that one because I didn't take very good notes. <laughs> I didn't write down a whole I lot. I saw you just... scribbling. I was like, oh, he's got it. <laughs> uh, oh, just, I mean, he, you know, he learns sign language in uh, in five seconds. Uh, <laughs> and th- Which. No, he doesn't. He learns every sign language. No, he learns like, he filters it down. Oh, is that? Oh, that's yeah, right. He, yeah, he, he narrows, narrows it down, down to, to like five. Right, based on the gestures those, that he's yeah. seen. And then he, the then he learns those five, which I'm pretty sure that that, and it would make sense that, that guy's just using ASL sign language. Like, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. ASL is American Sign Language. Yeah, I know sign, what ASL yeah. is, but, but I don't. And I, no, I don't think he is, the, but I don't know. gestures that he used that I recognized were same or similar to the asl gestures that i knew for those words but anyway anyway that's uh, yeah neither here nor there um data learns uh all of the sign languages and then goes into a completely unnecessary demonstration right like picard doesn't know he doesn't know picard doesn't know if you're right or wrong he's not gonna learn he's not gonna pick up sign like it's not like data's there to teach picard the sign language right data could have just walked in and been like i got it you want to go to get Yeah, Data's like, yeah, he could have just been like, I think I got it. Yeah. Do you want to try it out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's like, blue, blue ocean. This is two people by the blue ocean. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, Data. Um, classic, classic Data, like classic Data overshare. Yeah. Um, um, they're honestly, they're, they're getting to the point now where I find them charming rather than tiring. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's an old friend that you don't actually like very much. <laughs> but you're like, well, I'm glad he's not dead. <laughs> I honestly, that that moment was one of the things that I remembered most from this episode. And I was looking forward to it the entire episode. <laughs> I really was. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing that I noticed is that uh, Deanna's weird pale makeup came back. For this episode they do I, not know how to either light her or make her up was, she has a, like she has like a red lip going but like with like 
way too pale makeup. Yeah, just and it's like ghost this, paint. Well, now I'm wondering, like, <laughs> maybe this looked better on like the TVs of the era. And we're just watching, like, not what I don't know. Yeah, it was probably at least less noticeable. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that certainly could be a thing. Because she looks like, like she looks like the makeup artist hates her and wants her to look worse. Yeah, you know, kind of does. Like, <laughs> she looks like on an episode of New Girl that I just watched, where Schmidt accidentally used glitter bronzer. <laughs> Right. And then had to use, like, pancake makeup over the top of that to cover the glitter. And he came out looking like a ghost. That's Yeah, yeah that's what her makeup looks like a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, she and again, this, the show presents her as looking very sexy. And, and it's like she is still, like, a very beautiful woman. But it's like the makeup is not. Why are you doing that? Like, just no makeup. Yeah. <laughs> would yeah. be better than that probably yeah probably just no makeup i would think yeah god yeah she definitely she, i mean they're definitely putting her in more makeup than anybody else other than like data and you know any of the yeah aliens. obviously data but like yeah like, uh but yeah any of the human <clears throat> characters she's got more makeup on her than any other human on the show right well and this is also like one of the episodes where we're supposed to consider her sex appeal um and it's just like why I want. Are, why are you making her up like that? That's a good point, and I wonder if that actually does have. Maybe she. Uh, now I'd have to go back and look at some of the other ones, and see if she's got less makeup on in uh, in episodes where you know where we're not really focused as much. Well, on we her could just uh, we could just look at that going forward rather than yeah ever revisiting any other any previous episodes ever again. I can't wait to start doing episodes we've already done as bonus content <laughs> so that the listeners can hear you lose your mind <laughs> oh my god what have we done <laughs> what, what have we did <laughs> what if we did all of the don't watch episodes from the first season as bonus content okay <laughs> there's only one fucking way that I will do this. And it is if we actually get some goddamn listener engagement. That's right, listeners. If you actually if you ask us to do this, I will consider it. Get at us but on Twitter.com. You cannot be fucking silent on our Twitter feed anymore and expect me to Facebook. do anything like that. Uh yeah, find us on Facebook. Although yes. I will allow that like with my new theories about like the computer and about how everybody's bored and they just, anytime they meet an, int an interesting person, they lose their fucking minds. Like, yeah, there could be some good rewatches. But no, 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 god damn it, no. Yeah, it actually kind of makes sense why Tasha was charmed by the warlord guy in the terrible racist episode. Oh, shit, it does. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Also, why she fucked Data. He's the most interesting person on the ship. Yeah, but that was also the second episode, so it was like nobody'd fucked anybody. Nobody knew, yeah. by, I mean, by the end of season <laughs> yeah, one, it was, everybody it was just, on it was just Chekhov's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Chekhov's android dick. Sure. Chekhov's yeah. fuck. Um, let's finish talking about this episode. Okay. <laughs> so they convince... Uh, Reva. I was going to say Ravi. That was close. 
they convince him that that he can still be a master negotiator. Um, his technique is that he has he finds a common ground between the two factions, and then and expands on that. Which yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. Um, and really? now that he doesn't have anybody to speak for him, and he can only use sign language. The common ground is that they're both going to have to learn sign language to deal with him. Or, in my theory, the common ground is that they fucking hate him <laughs> for putting them through this fucking hoop show, and they immediately kill him, and they're like, remember when we killed that guy? <laughs> <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> I mean, I like that. Um, but I will honestly say it does makes it it absolutely makes sense in theory as a way to like force people to communicate with each other sure. is to you know to make two groups of people learn another language together okay if you don't want to be funny about it yeah why is this podcast supposed to be funny i thought we just talked about class struggle <laughs> are you sad he's making listeners he's making a sad face no you hurt my feelings <laughs> I didn't mean. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. It's, it's okay, buddy. It's, it's a good. Sh- we do a good. <laughs> sh- I don't know how to fix it. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was the end of my notes. <laughs> yeah, that no, that's that's yeah. all. Uh, that's yeah, no, all I mean, the, the, but that that is really the end of the plot. Is it's just like, oh, he'll teach them how to speak sign language to him, and then therefore each other, and they'll have a shared project. Um, I think that's gibberish, but it, I mean, it, again, I, I mean, there's no examination of what they're fighting over. I, so no, it, it's, it's said that it's like a generation's like, right. I think it's hundreds of years or something like, and they have fought themselves to the, the verge of extinction. Right. That's why they're not in good shape, which is preposterous. Yeah. Well, so I guess I mean if you're gonna make fun of me for bringing up class struggle all the time, then I'm gonna fucking bring it up, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't. I talk about class struggle too. That wasn't dig at you. Well, no, like there's no like 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 war happens like large scale war happens for material reasons, right? Uh, period, basically. Yeah. And so it's like a you can't do a negotiation like he when he's like when they start telling him why this fighting is happening and he's just like no shut up i don't care yeah it's like okay well you don't this isn't how negotiation works i mean this is this is like a liberal mindset thing where it's like if we could just get everybody to make the right decisions yeah then everybody get everybody on the same page just right. to realize if that we could everybody's just, if we could win a debate club yeah um then there would be world peace um and then yeah and then like it's, it's also not going to stop if they all learn sign language because and yeah. also like they wouldn't fight each other down to the fucking nub no Although because I guess, like i mean i guess this is like the ultimate late stage capitalism but i mean it doesn't seem to be because there's no like there there's nobody that we can see who's like profiting profiting from it or anything like that so the only way that this makes sense is in a scenario where the fighting between them has not only destroyed them but also destroyed the planet the planet's ability to provide resources so that they can so the availability of resources on the planet continues to dwindle along with the population because that's the only reason for the population to continue fighting over the resources on the planet because eventually because as the population dwindles as people kill each other 
off, people naturally will grow farther and farther apart and have less reason to fight each other because they're not in each other's space all the time. And then, and then you'll get, I mean, you'll have ebbs and flows of, of fighting. We won't have this continuous warfare where the, what is basically two, two clans or whatever do fight each other to the, basically the brink of extinction. Yeah, I sure hope nothing like that happens here. It, yeah, on this planet, that sounds pretty. I think that there is there is one thing that we can say with absolutely certain, abs, absolutely certainty, uh, <laughs> and that is that it could not happen here, and there is definitely no <laughs> podcaster who has produced any sort of uh, intellectual uh, property, any any sort of podcast or anything to uh to controvert the argument that it could not happen here yeah don't do not um search for it could happen here nope there's not whatever you do do not search for no that content about that all of the episodes of it yeah no seriously do listen to that though uh don't listen to it while you're driving through the desert uh alone at night though just my my input on that um also if you are looking for some radical material theory look uh search for the antifada podcast and then look for uh episodes called the line goes down um because i got got my third eye opened um the last couple weeks I thought realizing that the computer was trying to kill everybody was open. I got my fourth or whatever, whatever I am on. Just got open. I'm, I'm, I'm a goddamn squid. (laughs) Wait, squid only have two eyes. Yeah. You're a fly. Spider. Spiders have eyes, right? Spiders have a bunch of eyes too. Yeah. I'm a goddamn goddamn spider in this bitch. Yeah. Um, Do you want to guess what the next episode is about? I would love to. It is called the schizoid man. It's about a crazy man. Sort of. I'll take sort of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's it, listeners. Yeah. Get at us on all of the social media if you want me to torture Jack with rewatches of the first season. <laughs> yeah, once again, I will only do it if you specifically ask for a rewatch of a first season episode. Five. I'm going to say five. Five people have to ask for yeah. you to rewatch yeah, yeah, yeah. one specific first season episode. Yeah, uh, and then and then we will do that for bonus content. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think yeah. that's a fair bet. But not Farpoint Station. But not yeah. That's that is off the table because Leo doesn't want to watch that one either. Uh-uh. I don't want. No, and I don't want to do that to you. I really don't. Oh, thanks, buddy. It was. Uh, yeah. it, it was bad the first time. Yeah. Um, and it'll be even more bad the second time. And and I just don't think that there would be... A, I think that we would find other stuff in some of these other episodes that would be new and interesting. But I just... That episode sucks so bad. I mean, I would just be blackout drunk. Because that episode is also two hours long. So I'd yeah. just be, I wouldn't be in podcasting shape by the end of it. Yeah. That's I'd be like, I have some theories about... <laughs> you want to go to Tobacco Connection and get some beer? <laughs> 
well, that is going to do it for us, listeners. Thank you so much, as always, for joining at, joining at us. Joining at us. Join at us on Twitter.com. <coughs> yeah, join at, at us on Leo Facebook. At Neil, at who is Jack Gunn, and at Ship Facts. And, yeah, join at us on Facebook. Don't join at us on email. Don't email us. Uh, Instagram, though. Oh, yeah, Instagram. Star Trek Instagram. sucks on Instagram.com. And that's all. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.